Right now, my goal is just have as much capital as I can. I currently have like a million in phase one across a few firms. God damn. Yeah. I, my, goal is, my goal is five million by end of this year. Shit. God damn, bro. You're killing it. Hi guys, we're back. Another Funded Trader podcast. Today we're joined by Armand all the way from the UK. He's actually been funded with Funded Trader for one year now, which is an incredible accomplishment. He's got 100K in payouts uh, between all of your prop firm accounts, 50K from the Funded Trader. So it is an honor to be here today with yourself. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Likewise, it was a really good opportunity being here. Yes, sir. So Tell me, why did you wait a full year to come on the pod? Yeah. Because right? you had opportunities to come previously, but you waited. So why? Yeah. So the previous opportunities were like the usual emails you get, right? That, okay, you made a payout. Uh, we, we invite you on an interview, like online. And I saw those interviews. I used to watch them. But the thing I saw is most of these traders, you see them um, on the interview, but then they're gone. Like you never hear them again. Yep. So I was like, I don't want to be like normal like everyone, you know, like you make a payout on the interview and that's it. So I was like, I want to actually stay consistent so I can show people that I'm not just trading for a month and blowing my account. So I'm not just gambling with it. And that's what I did. Just waited the whole year and then reached out once I was ready. It sounds like um, in terms of you wanting to establish more credibility, right, with your trading and your career, um, are you trying to create like a brand like a trading brand like do you have aspirations of like creating a trading floor or something right like why do you want to establish this credibility in in the community yeah so one reason just to be unique and then the second reason just recently i've been like inspired to start my own like whole social media thing mm -hmm. have my youtube and everything and try to like bring some value to people go inspired from paladin about that yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask actually who who inspired you. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. So, um, Paladin, you've got you said you've done interviews with uh, with Riz, right? With him only. Yeah. Yeah, with in person, and then you want to do another interview with Kimmel. Um, so all these people, right? They're all social media beasts. Like mm -hmm. they've all created great channels. They all have a lot of value. Paladin, in particular, he's a trader, right? He's someone who's made it made it from trading and then translated that into social media presence. Um, in terms of like. How do you, like, do you have right now YouTube? Like, you have a YouTube channel, you have Instagram? I'm planning to start that, like, in two weeks. I got the equipment ordered, and I'm, like, because I want to do it, like, very professionally. I don't want to just be at home on my desk and record it, you know? Like, I'm <laughs> getting an actual, like, studio for, like, an hour, set up the cameras and everything with multiple angles. I want to make it fully good. Yep. It's a big difference between, uh, like you're saying, just kind of doing it and doing it really professionally. Like obviously we're here, we've got the, we got everything, the lights to set up and everything like that. Um, it does make a big difference. So from starting your channel, like what, what are the goals? Is it education? Is it reviews of prop firms? Like what is the goal of this, of all this? It would be educational and to just inspire people to like, maybe just do what I'm doing, right? Like at the start, probably would be starting off with like telling my story of how like, I'm managing my capital and et cetera, right? Mm. So I just want to give them pretty much share what I know so they can maybe implement it. 
Tell us uh, what your initial capital was before trading with prop firms. Did you have initial capital or was it just prop trading? Just prop trading. Before that, I was just doing demo. I mean, I've tried like a few accounts, like a hundred pounds or like 200 pounds, right? But they didn't really go well. You just end up losing it. Or like if you lose like 30% of it, then I'm like, I just gonna take it out because I, wanna, I know I'm gonna lose all of it. Mm-hmm. Or what you would do otherwise, like you lose 30%, then you top it up. And you just keep doing that again and again. Yeah, because not a lot of money at yeah. the end of the day, 200 pounds, 100 pounds. Yeah, I didn't go fully in because I was scared. Like at the start, when I started trading, it was around when I was 16. So I just came across trading. Like one day, you know, I just woke up and I was like, damn, I need to make money. Like <laughs> something's wrong here. At 16. Yeah. Okay. Because around that time, I finished... Um, like, I don't know, in the UK, it's like GCSEs, you call it. Mm-hmm. So I was going into A-levels there. That's what you call it. It's like college maybe here. Mm-hmm. So there, that's when, uh, those are the two years you do in like the college before you go to university. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's when I was looking at uh, the universities I might want to apply for and the potential major I want to do, right? And obviously when you do that, you also start looking at the jobs you're going to have and the salaries. And when I saw that, at first, I was like, okay, that's good. Like, salary is like 60K, 80K. But then I realized there's tax on it as well. And that like, literally halves in nearly, like 40% tax in the UK nearly. Yeah. So I saw that. I was like, for, for a bit, like for a few weeks, I was like, okay, it's manageable. I might have a mortgage for like 1.5K. I just want to say, at, at 16, you were you were thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, to you. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that, the whole calculation. For a bit, I was like satisfied with what's like doable. But then I realized after a bit, it's not like good. Like, I'm going to be literally spending, I'm going to be working the whole day just to pay off things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to travel or anything. Like I didn't think far enough like what I actually do or some fun activities and stuff, right? Like driving fast cars, for example. Like if you go down that route, you're most likely not going to do that. Right. Maybe after like 10 years of saving. You're just going to be in the middle class. Yeah. You know, middle class has no time. They work all their for all their time for all their little toys that are not that nice. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just being being in the middle class. So um, you were looking into all these things, right? You're 16 and then you started trading around then? Uh, yeah. So once I did all this calculation stuff, then I was like, okay, let's see how we can make money. So I went on like YouTube, Google, like just normal basic searching how to make money. I came across like crypto. And then that made me like look into crypto trading. And from there, I slowly went into Forex trading. So I was doing, then I started doing Forex trading with like demo and just watching YouTube videos. Like for many months, I was in the whole rabbit hole of looking at the 90% win rate strategies, just backtesting them every day. But they didn't really like show much like success. So I did that for about like six months. Then I stopped because one of these in success and then I had exams coming over. Mm-hmm. So I, okay, I'll focus on that. So the exams were about like six months studying and exams. Then back in the summer holidays, I started again, uh, back into trading. Then I did it again for like six months and then I saw no success. Like I remember one day I was telling my friend like, bro, I'm trading, but it's like every trader place, the market's literally doing the opposite. It's like they know what I'm doing. Like I would you never wait. Reverse trade, Armand. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like I would literally place a trade on the one hour, four hour, and then like a few days later, that's hit stop loss. And I was like, okay, not going to do it anymore. Then I kind of stopped trading. I was like, I want to look at different businesses. So that's when I went into drop shipping. I did that for about three months. And 
like I made money off it a little bit, but also like lost a lot at the end overall. Like maybe lost like one k overall with it. And uh, what I love the dropshipping is that it's about consistency. Like some days you might make a hundred pound profit, right? And you're super happy. First week you made hundred pounds every day, but then a month later I'm negative like five hundred. So that's why I was like, okay, if I want to run a business, I have to make sure it's always running and it's always consistently bringing in some capital. It's not like I need to restart over and over. Like in dropshipping, that'll be like finding a new product, right? Right. And what I found out is dropshipping is like extremely oversaturated. It's like not good. It's good if you don't treat it as like dropshipping, but as like your own brand, right? Like in an e-commerce store where you sell something actually like revolutionary or something. Mm -hmm. Like a private label product yeah. or something like mm -hmm. that. I mean, there's there's many ways to go about the dropshipping game. Um, I, it did become extremely oversaturated, mainly because of how much money some people were making and then all the gurus and influencers yeah. started posting about on like YouTube and Instagram, right? And all that, all that stuff. Um, but getting back into trading, like who at that time were you looking at as inspiration uh, while you were struggling? Like who were you looking towards like, oh, this person made it or whatever. I can make it from them. To be honest, no one. Like I didn't really see anyone at the moment. I was just trying to find out myself first, like, what well, I'm actually going to go down, like what route, right? Mm -hmm. So then I want to trading or I want to do something else. And th that's literally like once it was done with dropshipping, then I tried like Amazon FBA for a few months as well. Lost a lot of money there as well. Like I was literally ordering packages at home, packaging them up. My parents were like, what are you doing? Like cat food was coming home, like big packages. I was just packing them up, right? So yeah, I lost money there as well. But then after that, I was like, I'm going back to trading now. And that's when I started again trading. Why did you go back to trading? Because what I realized is trading is literally, you have trillions of dollars in front of you every single day. And all you have to do is take a, such a small portion to like make a living, like a very tiny, tiny percentage you need out of it, right? And that's something, that's a problem. You can solve that problem. Like you know what the problem is. With other businesses, you have so many random problems that it's like sometimes you don't even know what's wrong with them. Here you know what the problem is, just need to find a solution which is like your edge, right, in the market. What uh, what market did you settle on? Like, did you start off trading Forex and you still trade Forex? Like, what did you start off with trading? Uh, I started like, so when I started backtesting uh, different like strategies, that was uh, like around the time I stopped Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. I started backtesting strategies. I was just going through all the different pairs at Forex, indices, crypto. But at the end, my main strategy right now, my main pair, which I've, been trading for like over a year now, it's NASDAQ. I trade the five minute on the NASDAQ with no like confluence to high time frame or lower. That's all I do. Really? Yeah. Just five. So are you trading only like in session? Just in session. I'm my own custom session, which is uh, 45 minutes long and it uh, starts 30 minutes after New York opened. That's when I start looking at the charts. Oh, so you're, you're deep. You deep, you develop this very, very yeah. intimately. It's like- And you stick to this every day. Every day. Yeah. It's like how to go through a lot of trial and error to find out which time performed the best uh, in the whole like chart, right? And another way I look at it is, uh, if you trade the whole chart, you have like this whole big image, but if you can just cut that image down into a small portion, every day you just have this small portion being delivered to you and you just analyze that instead of looking at this whole big, long chart. So that's how you can kind of make it easier. Condense it and yeah, yeah, you can make better decisions by being more focused in like one area. Yeah, for sure. So do you, I have a good question. Do you chart, what do you chart on? Do you chart on TradingView? Yeah. And what, 
uh, broker on TradingView do you look at when you do the charting? If well, it, is it FXCM? Is it that's for, different for each firm? It's yeah, okay. So yeah, so for like TFT, I use eight caps uh, data feed, and for other firms, I use like whatever one's closest to theirs, or if they have their own one on TradingView. That question was like a test to see <laughs> to see to see how intimately you're going uh, into it. So. So a lot of people say that ACAP's data feed on TradingView is different than the data feed that's on the prop accounts. Is that something that you tend to see? I don't think on NASDAQ there's that many complaints. I think it's more so on like gold or something. But for you, I haven't you seen that. Okay. Gold's super volatile, so it might be right, like some difference. Mm -hmm. But I've personally never encountered any issue. Like I've seen so many people have issues with like slippage and stuff, right? I never had any issues. Let's go. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It really depends what pair you're trading. It also depends uh, just as the style, right? If you're scal size scalping, if your stops are four, four points, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it it, it affects certain people and then other people it has no impact on whatsoever. Um, so obviously you started trading at 16. Now, how old are you now? 19. You're nine. So it's only been three years. Yeah. That's crazy. So you're 19 and you've had a funded account for a whole year. So what, what is the secret? Like, really, what's the secret sauce where you started at 16 and then at 18, you bet you were able to get an account and then you were able to keep that account for a year. Like, what, how'd that happen? I think there's no secret sauce. It's just how badly you want something, right? If you want it bad enough, you find a way to have it. And like, I want it really badly. I don't want to lose it. Like, what's the point in losing an account? You want to restart over and over. It's all in the mind. Like, you just need to make a mental framework and just have a target and just go for that. So it seems like you're pretty lucid in the mind, right? What are uh, some ways that you create that like mental framework? Because it's not easy to over a long period of time to maintain that mental stability to operate within a certain framework, right? Like how do you cultivate that? And yeah, so like one way I look at it is, so like a lot of people want to like get good at trading, right? They're like they hear trading that is easy money, so I make money. But they're like doing everything else in their life, they're failing at. So how I look at the whole thing is like an equation. If you're succeeding in all the different areas of your life, going to a gym, eating good food, good diet, everything, then you add trading to the equation. Now the probability of you succeeding in trading as well is much higher than if you would just take L's throughout everything else and then add trading to it. Oh, you would just take huge L's trading as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what literally what happened. So, so it seems like... Um, you you feel in life all these little things add up to the bigger picture Definitely. ultimately um where did you learn that from and you're pretty young to uh attain that like where did where did you learn this from watching videos online reading books whatever well like um i kind of already knew this stuff but then recently like you know andrew tate yeah that's how i've like mainly started understanding even deeper like most of the stuff he says is very true stuff top g yeah you're trying to be the top G now? Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the UK, it's definitely pretty popular top G. You know, it's it's kind of like this cult-like yeah. phenomenon. Um, I, I Listen, I think some things that he says has a lot of merit. At the end of the day, he wants the man to rise up, wants people to tap into their masculinity, to be leaders in their community, to take care of themselves, right? To financially be responsible and accountable for the people in their lives. Like, I think all of those, the messages, in my opinion, are very positive. Um, obviously, things can be construed in many different ways uh, when we're 
talking about the way people feel in terms of all the society that we live in and how certain people should should act. And I'm certainly not telling anyone to act a certain way. All I'm saying is I I agree with you. If you establish a framework or in Andrew Tate's words, those parameters to operate within, uh, you will live a better life. And in, in my opinion, you know, you'll live a more fulfilled, uh, fulfilled life and everything like that. But um, yeah, and it's, it, I'm going to say it's not easy because it, once you get into the motion of it and you set those parameters and you stay disciplined, like it does get easier to kind of stick to that. So what is, um, what do you like to do for like, you said you like to work out, like what, what's your workout routine like? Yeah, I just uh, do like push for legs, uh, gym routine. Yeah. Do six times a week. Big UK routine. <laughs> really? Yeah. You, well, UK is like huge with all the influencer, fitness influencing and all that. All yeah. that stuff, yeah, true. Yeah, I follow a few uh, UK UK fitness influencers. Honestly, who do you follow? Uh, there's this one girl that I follow, Hannah Parsons. I think her oh, name I think is. Never heard of her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got like ridiculous, but like, yeah, she's pretty entertaining uh, influencer. And then I used to follow a few other ones uh, that dropped off. I follow one dude that's not a fitness influencer, but has uh, been a trading influencer, uh, Michael Bamber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow him as well. I don't know what happened to him kind of maybe i just stopped paying attention as much to him but like i feel like a couple of years ago he was a big influencer in the trading space and maybe he stopped doing it as much he documented like his whole journey since yeah. he died which is crazy so you can literally see him failing or at trading and like when he was 16 or something yeah i think even earlier maybe he started yeah 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 he was super young when he and that's for me was someone super inspirational like to see that like he filmed him quitting his job and all all that stuff, like I feel like that authenticity is so important, especially in a world where there's a lot of unauthentic people out there. So you said you like to to go fast. So you like cars? I like cars, yeah. You like cars? What's the dream car that you want to get? I don't know, probably like a lot of Lambos and Ferraris, Bugais, Rolls Royce, everything. I want everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't blame you. I'm a McLaren guy. I get some of those. So I like the McLaren, but like they're apparently really shitty in terms of maintenance and all that. They break down. They break down a lot. It doesn't matter if you have a lot of money. It's true. It's true. So at 19, uh, this goal of keeping the account for a year, right? Is in your mind, has that been a goal? Like you're like, I want it for a year to keep the account for a year. Like it was that something you were reaching for? No, my, just, my goal what? isn't to keep it for a year. It's yep. to keep it forever, right? Forever. Like it's like, if I had my own 100k account, I don't want to have like a time limit on when that's going to go to zero. Like that doesn't make sense, right? I want to lose all of it. So I'm just going to keep it as long as I can. I don't know, maybe I might get super unlucky and get like a 50 loss streak mm-hmm. and then my account's gone. But I doubt that would happen. But if it does, then that's power my system. Let's get into the system a little bit. So um, in the system, you're trading, you said 40... 40- what was it, 30 minutes after open? Mm-hmm. What is it? And then you're training for a 45-minute session? Yeah. Are you using any indicators? No indicators. No, is it just, it's price action? It's like a mix. It's like mainly like a breakout system I came out with myself. Okay. It's very unique from like, well, everyone else trades. So are you looking at like the previous day open close? Like what are you looking at in terms of the breakout? I kind of look at like a breakout of previous few candles. Yeah, it's like very unique. So you're on the five minute. Yeah. So it's like very. Yeah. So what's your typical stop loss? In, in My s- stop loss always set as a fixed amount of 30 pips. Always. 30. 30 pips to make 30. One to one. Really? Reward is what I've always used. 
Okay, so you're shooting for a high win rate then? My win rate currently is a 65% approximately. 65%? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, when I started uh, with Pro Firms, which was about a year ago now, uh, my risk reward was a negative. It was 0 0.5. Mm -hmm. So risk 1k to make like 500. And that's how I passed uh, all of my Pro Firm accounts so far. So like I got 600k funded with TFT with a, a negative risk reward and 600k funded with my Forex funds. So I've kept their, their account as well for a year now. Are you in the Kings program? Right, chance? Um, I'm nearly there. I say the notion of volume for me is hard <laughs> because I trade, I don't like place crazy amount of trades. or yeah. lots. It sounds it. like it'd be hard for you to yeah. entertain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nearly there though. I think I need like three more million in the notion of volume. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think two more months and I got that. So you're trading like how many trades per day? One to two? One. Yeah. One. Every, I'm averaging about two to three trades a week and eight, eight to 10 trades a month. Now, um, that's obviously a pretty rigid system that you're trading within. Do you ever dabble in other systems and test them out? Or is it just... I mean, just sometimes, highest? like the recent one when I got a little bit of like FOMO was the whole ICT thing. I was like, let me see what's this whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. I like looked at the ICT like silver bullet strategy and whatnot. And surprisingly, the results are quite good on the back test. So maybe in the future, I like look into it. Maybe have like 100K funded just for that. But I don't want to like mix up my whole psychology, you know, trading a different system than my own system. So at the moment, I'm going to keep it a bit simple. I think having your own system is more beneficial. It's more, I mean, you've shared a little bit about it, but it's more uh, unique to yourself. It probably fits your mental a bit more. You know, the people that are trying to grab strategies from ICT and everything, they're going to end up taking those and changing it slightly to make yeah. it work for them anyway. Y you know what I mean? Um, but you got sucked into the ICT craze. Yeah, like another thing about this, uh, like actually my friend told me, he's like into the whole quant trading side of trading. So it, what he told me is, um, if like everyone trades the same strategy, there's this thing called like the alpha decay of a strategy of the edge, which means after like a long enough time, your edge in the markets will start decreasing and eventually become unprofitable. And especially if more people are trading that, that will be even faster. So that's why like, I don't really disclose how I trade exactly. Like, even if I am to disclose it, it's not really going to help anyone as they won't really do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But that's how, like, I look at it. So I don't really trade something that everyone's doing it. Like, everyone's just following one thing, like sheep, right? Yeah. I just do the opposite of that. So in terms of your trading career, you know, you're pretty young. Are you considering going to university? I'm in university right now. You're in university right now. So what are you studying in university? Computer science. Computer science. Why Why did you pick that? I was the highest like earning potential afterwards. If I wanted to get a job like software engineering or something, right? Make yep. apps and whatnot. Do you feel like uh, in learning in any of the courses that you're taking, they have helped you like in trading at all? Well, I suppose like a little bit. Like, I've Sometimes I look into... Um, the whole EA side of trading mm -hmm. and uh, like, you know, trading you like Pine scripts, coding stuff. So because I do coding at uni, so I have some knowledge about that. So it definitely helps. But overall, like I want to actually drop out, but then my mom wants me to like get a degree. So I'm just going to do it for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I finished uni, uni. I think uni is, uh, you know, depending on the person is important to do. It helps expand the mind. Um, if you have a major that you're passionate about, it's only going to be to your benefit to finish uh, at the end of the day. So it's a good plan B. Yeah, it's a good, it is a good plan B for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, 
it's not necessarily a plan B. It's educating yourself, right? You're becoming an intellectual. You're opening your mind up to new opportunities, new possibilities. You're also meeting people as well. Um, do you stay at uni or do you? No, I stay at home. But the thing is like, there's not really anyone I want to meet at uni. They're all like robots walking around with the same mindset. I don't really see any gain from that. So, yeah, it's like zombie land. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So I just avoid talking to many people there. Even if I talk to them, like, it's always the same conversations. Them maybe, I don't know, being amused by some football match they watch in the weekend. I don't really care about that. So for me, looking back on uni, like, I would think that um, a positive thing to do if you want to get more involved is to, like, participate in clubs or extracurricular activities or stuff like that. You could actually meet some people that really like have their heads on straight. And it's definitely possible, yeah. Yeah, if I was you, that'd be my advice to you. I realized like my senior year of uni and I was like, holy shit, uni is actually a great opportunity to meet a lot of productive people, but it's like, they're like the 20% of the class and then the 80% of the class is, you know, just the one fucking about. Um, but yeah, that'd be my advice to you if you're going to stay into uni, like get involved in some extracurriculars and stuff. Yeah, it's like finding an edge in the market, finding these people in uni. It's hard. It's not, it's definitely not easy at all. So in, it sounds like you're preparing yourself to complete the degree, uh, potentially get a job. Is there like in your mind, uh, if you were to attain a certain uh, amount of capital or like profits, like by the time uni's over, like, would you just not get a job? Like, what are you thinking in terms of I'm not of that? never going to get a job. Like, that's just something I have in mind. I don't want to ever work. It's right. I don't want to work for anyone, right? Like, if I fill all my profile accounts right now, I'll find some other way to make money. Like, it might take me a year or two, but I'll probably find a way. I won't ever work. So literally, like, right now, my goal is just to have as much capital as I can. I currently have, like, a million in phase one across a few firms. God damn. Yeah. I, my, goal is, my goal is five million by end of this year. Shit. So what's the strategy for the challenges? Is it different than when you trade the uh, funded accounts? It's the same, uh, just different risk management. Like I risk slightly higher. But now, especially with no time limit, the trading the, these challenges is literally a demo account with a reward. So, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But people still fail, which is even like, it's dumb. I don't know how they're doing that. So I've said this many times though, like when it comes to trading uh, prop firms, um, until you get a payout, the emotional connection to these accounts it sure it's tied to your sign-up fee but like on the reward side of things you don't have a connection to it yet because you've never gotten paid like once you get paid then when you look at your funded account and you're up four thousand or whatever then it's like that money could actually be mine right because you actually had that money into your bank account before um so yeah i think the people that are struggling with the challenges and like not able to pass. And you were saying they're just like demo, demo accounts. I mean, listen, that's, uh, that's someone who is extremely confident and there's people, there are a lot of people that aren't extremely confident training the challenges. So what, what tips do you have for them to like help these people become better and like pass these challenges? Well, like these is the no time limit. You can take it as long as you want, right? Like my current average time to pass a challenge is about like two to three months. So, I don't see like why people want to get funded in one month or like one week, even one day. Some people try to write. Like, I see people complaining about the minimum days. I never got like understood why. Like you need to like how are you even passing in three days? That's not a business. Like I treat trading as a business. Like, there's 252 days uh, trading days in the year, and most people are trying to make like five trades every day. Like that's each trade is a business. Uh, like a business. 
what do you call it? Transaction. Yeah, like a business yeah. decision you're making. And these people want to make, the, each decision is very risky in trading. Like, that's too many decisions a business should make in a year. Like, I don't think that's right. So <laughs> I'm just thinking like in terms of business, like say you opened, it'd be like you're opening like a deli and then every single day you're like making 10 different phone calls to like get meats from like different places. Pretty much. And you're just like throwing money out the window and shit all over, you're trying to strike deals all over the place, yeah. right? And it's just like, no, like find the, the best source and focus on that and build a relationship and then get a lower price and have higher quality goods. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I see in trading, the analogy is just like, you're taking all these trades and I see it. I mean, I know the stats, right? People, whether they have unlimited trading days or not, obviously we'll continue to compile stats at this point. But to this point, they're still failing pretty quickly because they're just gunning it. And then the reason I ask you and I always ask, try to ask people if the strategy is different in challenges than funded accounts is because I feel like people with the challenges try to like gun it or punt it and just try to pass to get the funded and then they trade the funded differently. But it sounds like you is like, it's similar. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in any two different strategies, right? That's like you're doing a successful business, then you get business loan to help your business, but you end up starting a new business. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Just do the same thing that's working on those challenges as well. Interesting perspective. I like that though. So treat trading like a business. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna get back to the Andrew Tate topic. So he obviously started this like whole real world thing, right? Uh, which is essentially like an online guru academy that teaches you different ways to make money, right? Um, in my opinion, a company like the Funded Trader has more impact than real the real world, in my honest opinion, because. One, you can't really validate if people have made money with this stuff, the real world, right? Like, there, I know there's testimonials, like people come out like, oh, I paid my mortgage with 3000 But it's like, no, like with the funded trader, we can validate every single transaction of people that have made money on the platform. So I feel as though the real world, they need to tap in to these to these funding opportunities. I'm at, Maybe just, they do. Just <laughs> imagine if Andrew Tate started a proper <laughs> And that would be number one, probably like, yeah, that would quickly, uh, that would quickly revolutionize the entire world uh, yeah. before we know it. But listen, I think that if somehow he listens to this clip, I think that this business is something, this meritocracy that we're creating, this reward-based system is something that connects very deeply and closely and intimately with what he's trying to unlock for the man in our society and women that are yeah. that are down um so if you are listening let me know <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a guy to be honest <laughs> listen i think that he's very well paid and very well content and dealing with a lot right now yeah so we'll, we'll and i always see like his clips or something like people trying to like pitch him ideas and stuff right and he's always like oh, i don't need more money so, yeah uh, i just be i believe that like whether it's him or somebody else that's like that big that has that much reach and they push something like this it will just be It'll take over so quickly because the oper this opportunity is insane. Like, and I was just saying this, I own the company. Like, it actually is insane. Like, it for sure has changed your life and it has made you a better person, made you realistically a better man by trying to keep this account for as long as you have. Um, and I think that other people who are challenged to this level, it will make a tremendous difference in their life. And that's not to say that you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. right? Like, the reality is, 
this is a, this is extremely difficult. Yeah, should be able to do. Um, so in terms of being in the Discord, originally your name was Albert Einstein, right? Yeah, it was like Einstein. It was Einstein, yeah. right? So I remember you always DM me. You're like Angelo, and I cut. He's one of the people that made it through. I did the DMs. Yeah, me and you. Would <laughs> I'll ask you sometimes about like business uh, ideas I have, like what you recommend, like advice about it. Why is it that you made it through the DM? Once a, were you like in yeah. Forex League or something? Or no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe later I'll go through my first DM and see. It could have been, so it could have been you had an issue at some point and that you escalated it. You see that, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I like helped you with the issue or something, right? Like a little early on. And then from there, I always recognized your names. You had a unique name. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I remember. That's how I remember it. I'm like, Einstein? I'm like, that's <laughs> cool. But now you've changed. Yeah, now I'm trying to like create the whole social media brand. So change to Armand Trades. Let's go. I'm on trades. Yeah, it's been like crazy. I created my Twitter account like a month ago now. And it's like 3.3k followers, like super fast. I think like the main reason for that is because the age factor and the amount of like capital I'm managing. Such, yeah. Oh, wait, so I'm forgetting. So on Twitter, your your bio is like the youngest traders, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Youngest, most consistently profitable trader. <laughs> so need to be detailed. Oh, I'm dead. Because there's always some guy, oh, I'm 17, I have 200k account. Yeah. I'm like, do you have it for a year? And they've made like more than like 40 payouts total. And they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my title. I remember now. So Twitter is a fun place. It's like a group chat pretty much for all traders. Yeah. The realization I had like a couple months ago, like six months ago or whatever, I was like, holy shit. Twitter basically is like Discord. It's basically like open source Discord. Yeah. Where we can all mingle and talk, but you can see how much your post has gotten impressions on or whatever. Yeah. So that's why we started going super hard with with Twitter. And then obviously now there's threads. Um, but I'm not too much of a fan of threads. Are you on? Are you on it? I'm not gonna go on that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I like Twitter because it's open, you know, it's no monitoring and all of that stuff. Um Yeah, I'm, threads is a copy of it. And they probably would ban like stuff if you say something controversial. Of course. Yeah, they're gonna police yeah. they're gonna police all of those things. So so Armand trades the next the next revolution. Of, of trading content coming soon. You said you have an interview dropping with uh, with Riz. When is that coming out? I'm not too sure. Like, I remember talk, like, Riz telling me that he wanted to drop it before yours. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a friendly competition. <laughs> but I don't know. He, like, he works super hard. Like, he's doing like 10 of them a day. He's got a huge, like, backlog of them. So, are you uh, thinking about getting an account on Skilled Funded Trader? I do have it with them. You have one? Yeah, I have like yeah. max allocation running on phase one right now. Let's get it. What do you think about that profile? I mean, I own the profile, so... Oh, really? I highly of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I think that um, they have a great opportunity because obviously Riz works really hard. Paladin and Omar. The thing that I like about uh, Paladin and Omar is they're legitimately traders. They legitimately know what people want, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they want to do right by the people, Definitely. right? Which is really the most important thing. And, and that's why with TFT coming into it, you know, at the time I was just trading FTMO accounts as well. Like, people don't realize this. Like I was just the trader, right? So in creating the platform, it was all just about how do I create a great user experience? How do I create uh, an opportunity that was, had things that I thought I didn't have with trading with FTMO and my Forex funds, all these companies. And that was the core of the product and the innovation. So for me, it's like refreshing because now that I'm working with them, it's like this whole new energy, this whole new wave of ideas 
that they're bringing through to the SFT platform um, that I believe are going to be like revolutionary things that I'm not thinking about that we're not doing with TFT that they want to do over there, which I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, let's, you know, do as much of this stuff as we can. So, um, yeah, I think they're positioned, skilled funded traders positioned to become, I think, one of the biggest firms. Yeah, that's simply because their influence, obviously, on the back end, myself, Carlos, like we know how to run the business really well. We know how to try to make really good decisions. Like already there's been times where like Omar and like Paler are like, oh, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, let's, you know, let's try to move a little bit. And they know this, like it will move a little more slowly, whatever. Um, but that's ultimately why they chose to come together with us. It's just, we want this thing to be huge and we want it to be huge quickly. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, you gotta, like you were saying, you gotta have a system and processes you got to run the business a certain way. So, um, yeah, definitely look out. Skilled Funded Trader is going to be uh, within the next year or six months, whatever. It's going to be a huge firm. Um, yeah. When you signed up with them, did you pick ACAP or Think Markets? Oh, no. When I, there was no Think Markets before when I signed up. I signed up, like, literally when they released it. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Like, the main reason because of the influence behind it, right? Yeah. So he's, like, trustworthy because of that. If a random guy opens it, then you're like, I'm not going to blow with it. It's yeah. one of those random firms. Yeah, there's a lot of firms out now. Yeah, I actually and- had a question regarding that to you, like about regulations. Yep. So like, what do you think they can do for firms? Um, I mean, I think that firms that are more established uh, will be given a chance to meet, to not only meet, but also to shape what regulation will mean and become. Um, Like TFT in the, in the background, like there's, when you become as large as a company as TFT is, there's always going to be questions and people looking into what you're doing and everything like that. So I think the companies like TFT, um, even like my funded effects, you know, they're becoming a huge company. They're going to shape the, the regulation. They're going to work with the regulators to try to understand how to do things. Um, I mean, they, they want to protect the customer at the end of the day. They want to understand the business, understand the model and can protect the consumer more simply the American consumer. And in the UK, there'll be regulation as well. Um, so what I think about it is I think it's coming. I think a lot of smaller firms will get burned because of it. Um, they'll be forced to shut down. They won't be able to keep up. You know, maybe there's like a minimum deposit they have to show, certain uh, financials that they have to display, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think there'll be a lot of firms that will shut down. It will, it will certainly make it extremely hard to start one, right? Like the the barrier to entry will become oh, you got to get a license now. You have to have a certain people on your board, certain people on your staff, this and that, you know, whatever. So it's going to become way harder to enter, um, which will become very interesting because right now there's like a new prop firm popping up every day. Pretty much, yeah. So you don't think like prop firms could completely like vanish? They completely go No, because the, the model, it's almost like that would be like asking if, the financial industry is going to vanish or if like the casino gambling industry is going to vanish, right? It's it's a new industry per se, but the concept is similar to things that are products that already are out there. Um, so I don't think it'll be like eliminated off the face of the earth, right? It's definitely going to be regulated. It's definitely going to be looked into. There's definitely going to be firms that shut down, um, but it's going to, it's exciting because it is, it's something that makes money, right? It makes money for the business. It makes money for the consumer. Like if it was a situation where, literally one out of a million people got paid i mean yeah then maybe the business would get shut down right because it's not fair to the consumer this is like an unfair product um but there is that equilibrium where the consumer can have tremendous opportunity the business can have tremendous opportunity and listen the 
countries want businesses that can make a lot of money. They want them to grow, right? They want this type of competition. Now, if the company becomes big enough where people, everyone starts quitting their job and like it's only a funded trader, only prop trading, then we'll see what the matrix, in the words of t- in the words of Tate, we'll see what they have to say. That's, that's like PFT becoming the top G of the whole thing. In the it, government. I have, listen, I, I don't talk much about this stuff, but in my mind, for where I see things going, there's, there's going to be a lot of change happening in the world. And depending, and that's what I was saying, like an influencer like him could speed that process up so much. But like, imagine a world where TFT's running not only the challenges, but we're running like a monthly fitness competition as well, where people get paid cash for working out or whatever. And then maybe there's like a challenge around that as well. So our whole, we're uh, creating meritocracy on multiple different ways to make money. Everyone would just quit their job and like be working on this stuff. And then what would the government do if no one wants to work at these shitty jobs yeah. and they just want to trade at prop firms? Yeah, they just shut them down then. Yeah, at that point then, you know, find me in jail. <laughs> yeah. Right next to the top G. Yeah, find me out. Find me out for the cause. But listen, I'm, if, if, if people that know me really well know that I like to take risk and I'm willing to do what needs to be done because at the end of the day, I'm prepared mentally. Like mentally, I know what brings myself peace of mind. And as long as I have something to read, I have some air to breathe, whatever, I'll be good. So like, I'm trying to take it to that point. If we can create a, a tidal wave that big, that revolutionary, um, you know, that would be something amazing. I would love to see that shake up the world. And I think it's, uh, it's totally possible. Like this is just the beginning of all of, all of this it, stuff. It fully will happen. Like from the risk, I actually remind me, I forgot to say like, when I started trading, um, Actually, I borrowed like last year around this time. I was like negative 1500 in the bank. So like, because I was a uni student, right? When I went to prof firms. So I had, you know, in the UK, they give you maintenance loan. So like they give you like this loan. If your parents don't earn enough money, you can like use this money to travel to uni, food expenses, books, laptop, that kind of stuff. So they give you like 5K over a year in like installments. So that's what I was pretty much using. Especially because Asian parents, right? Like they didn't know until like my first payout. And the thing is, I was going for three hundred k accounts only. I didn't go any small accounts. Oh, you were going big. Yeah, I was going big. Go big or go home. <laughs> it's so. What do you think for uni? What's like the average cost of uni in the UK? I would say like fifty, sixty k a year total. I think total. Okay, yeah. so I wonder what the percentage of people would it would be that would become successful if instead of spending 60k on uni they spent 60k on challenges how much risk how much return they would get from spending 60k on challenges that's a lot of challenges 60k it depends on people like as you said previously there's a guy that broke even with 60k right yep but then some guy could make like millions with 60k like my initial investment is so little like i've only failed one challenge ever and that was uh, my forex funds first I failed that challenge and that wasn't even because trading. I literally placed a trade, went to play basketball with my friends and I was managing my trade in a remote Chrome desktop. Like it yeah. was your PC from your phone. Yeah. It was so glitchy. I like entered the big lot side and price left and I breached it. So since then I was like, I'm trading at my desk comfortably every day. And from then I like passed all the challenges I ever did and never failed any. Like no fund accounts lost. You don't share on your phone ever? No, nah, no, only yeah. computer. Okay. Like maybe I look at trading view on my phone to see the like my trade hit TP or not. 
but I rarely do that. Like usually once I'm done with my trade, I just close the charts and come back the next day and see if I can take payouts or not. Yeah, that's slightly changed recently because uh, I got like VIP on like my Forex funds. Mm -hmm. So if I hit TP in like 10 minutes, it's bad to just take the payout right away. And so next day, so your accounts reset real quickly. Oh yeah, because they're doing the anytime withdrawals too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're like hitting payouts, hitting TPs withdrawal yeah. the next minute. <laughs> Literally, like sometimes- The fucking money glitch over here. Sometimes in like 30 minutes, the money's in your account. Like crypto Damn. deal. Yeah. It's crazy. Damn. That's that's where most of my, I make my most of my money. And TFT is like, why well, I use the TFT payouts, like a replacement for a salary, like for a normal job. Mm -hmm. And then my Forex one's currently like completely milking them. How long you been on VIP for my Forex funds? Like four months now. Damn. Yeah, so I literally went from like making approximately like less than 4K a month with 1.2 million mm -hmm. and to now like making like 25K a month. How often do you withdraw on my Forex funds? Like, will you withdraw every day if you- Every win. Every win. Yeah, every win. Literally every win. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And then if I go into drawdown, come back up again, as soon as it's above zero, I'll take it. Even if it's 200, I'll take it because next day I'll go again. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's literally wild. King's program. Yeah, it's the same thing. So literally, yeah, I've, so that's with, like, let's say I'm making like 25K with two, 300K with my Forex funds, right? I imagine it one, once I had King's program on the two 300Ks with TFT, that's it you're going to like triple. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's truly, uh, the, the people that say that the prop accounts are not real money, whatever, that truly does make or simulate the effect of you having the account. Literally, like yeah. you can make six figures, like easily make six figures with pro firms, like monthly. God damn, bro. You're killing it. For real. I'm trying. My God, there is not many people in the world right now that are doing what you're doing. Yeah, my goal is like 200, 300K a month, like next year this time. Yeah. Yeah. Why I think not? it's doable. Why not sooner? I, I mean, that's just, we can land it. Can sooner than I'll blow my accounts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But two, yeah. I mean, how, so how much do you estimate you'll need in funding to be able to accomplish that? The 200? I've set that up to 5 million. Yeah. I think I'll get that probably by like Christmas. Five million yeah. funding. Well, we gotta definitely have you back out once that once that goes. Once down. I hit two years of consistently profitable, next year this time. Crazy again. Yeah, we're gonna have to definitely pull up uh your account and do a little review of it. Yeah, yeah. Do a little little overview. Have you been on the leaderboard at all or no? Nah, that's a scam. The yeah. leaderboard Chill. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> we call the leaderboard a scam. So how about people? I'm gonna lose my accounts if I go on the leaderboard. <laughs> These people make the gambling so hard. Yeah, 100%. there's been some people on there with some huge gains that just disappear, like 170k up next day. Yeah, most of them disappear. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that thing is hard to look at. Honestly, I don't ever look at that. Yeah, honestly, it just makes me like more formal. So do you? Uh, do you plan at all to travel or to move anywhere? Yeah, I want to move to Dubai eventually with my family and everything. Mr. Dubai. Like, <laughs> my goal first is like get my parents a house and everything right so their life's completely set and then I can like see what to do with mine. Mm -hmm. That's a good man right there. Let's go. Are you coming to the UFC thing? Yeah. In Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Who Who are you coming? Like, are are we paying for that? Is TFC paying for that? <laughs> I don't do you want to. <laughs> <laughs> is it SFC paying for that? No, nah, it was out of my pocket first. It was Okay. It's because like, I know like Pardin, Omar and all. We can have a chat about it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll sponsor it. 
Oh, that would be good. Yeah, we won't say it now. Make any hasty decisions. <laughs> of but, course. Yeah. I'm coming either way, so. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be fun. Definitely. Are you a big UFC fan? Not that big. Okay. I'm mainly going for the networking and just other chilling, you know. What are you, football? Nah, I don't really watch many sports, you know. Like, I'm only 19, which is grinding, head down. Only now I have like more time to look into different things, different sports and whatever. Before I didn't have like many like other hobbies. Like, well, at like, this rate, you're now. just going to be like a supercar collector. Maybe. <laughs> I think <laughs> I know. I think so. Never know. I think so. Okay. So one of my last questions is at what point would you like splurge on something like that? Supercars? Yeah. I mean, In your mind, like I know you've thought about it. It depends on like uh, the how much of a percentage that is out of my whole net worth, right? That's how I would look at it. Like, let's say I, I want to buy, I don't know, a 200k supercar. That I would say I definitely minimum I need 2 million. So that's like 10% of that, right? Even that would be skeptical. That's a lot. 10% I think that's a lot, yeah. Yeah. There's people that do that. Yeah. But for me personally, I would never do that. Yeah, that, that's like minimum I would look at. Like, that's if I'm like really badly, I can't survive without a supercar. But otherwise... First car, probably like a nice M4, M5 would be nice. I probably personally, because I'm not like a big supercar guy, maybe I'd buy a boat before I bought a supercar, <laughs> like a little yacht. Yeah. I'd probably, buy one, I'd probably buy one of those for a supercar, but that's a long way for me. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. You stay on this path because these, these like this discipline that you're putting together for trading, like this can be translated into any other business. And I think that trading is one of the hardest businesses, but that's why with the prop trading, like, so you can make so much money because there's an unlimited ability to, like, level up your capital and everything like that. Um, but yeah, this this stuff that you're putting in place for this, like, if you start any other business, you're going to do, like, freaking really well. <laughs> yeah. We got to we gotta maybe do something together, do a business together. I'll be down. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Well, listen, I'm going to, like him, I'm going to give you an account as well, 200K. So my max allocation went to 800K now? Yeah, no, chill. <laughs> You're acting 800K. You keep it in reserves, you know, if you ever if you ever fail the account. Um, so we're going to get that to you as well. And then, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the pod, coming all the way from over the pond. I think you're the first person from the UK to come on the pod. Nine hour flight was a killer. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> and will we put you up on Spirit Airlines? We, we gave <laughs> it, was yeah. British, it was British Airways. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. We're taking, taking good care of you then. Yeah. There we go. But no, yeah. First, yeah. First dude from UK. Um, I thought there was nobody better than to have you come out seriously with your, with your credentials, with your accomplishments. Like we've been trying to stick to just the US and, you know, try to figure out the pod and build it up and everything. But yeah, bringing you definitely was like number one priority. So hopefully in another year whenever you feel comfortable you know whenever the next milestone is reached you'll have to come back out or i'll be out in in london in the uk but no i really appreciate yep. you coming out and i really like thankful for you being on the pod yeah no worries i actually got you a little gift as well no yeah i forgot let's do it there you go first time you can see and all let right. me know if you like it all right perfect let's go oh you know this man he knows he my research he knows what to do Oh, this is sick. Yeah. Thank you, sir. No worries. <laughs> oh, this is a gentleman right here. Let's yeah, that'll go empty-handed. Let's go. Little funded trader volleyball. And he's got by Armand Trades. Dude, I really appreciate it. No worries. God damn. Well, we got to get over to the court so I can spike it on you. <laughs> Thank you, boss. No worries, bro. All right. <laughs>